Welcome back to the Retro Culture Podcast. Today is August 6th and sports are officially all the way back. We've got dad strength Mike Trout hitting missiles in Seattle. We got bubble TJ Warren who's going to be remembered for 50 years and it feels so good. Welcome to episode 12 of the Retro Culture Podcast. My name is Stefan, also known as True Regime, also known as True RGM, depending on how you like to say it. I'm here with my good, good, good friend, Tanner. How are you this fine, rainy Thursday morning? I'm great. Uh, You know, it's a lot rainier here than I think it is where you are. But I've got loads of stories uh, for today. I've been super excited for this. I have basically had a brain dump of basketball uh, to prepare for this, and I'm I'm ready to throw down. But how's your how's your left arm? Yeah, so I haven't been able to make any left-handed pitching videos in a while. So so much has happened in the last week. Like we've got a huge sports dump. My computer broke, so I. <laughs> Couldn't make any videos for a while. I was in shambles. My laptop finally came back um, two days ago. I'm, I bought a MIDI PC that should be coming. It could come. To, I could get the phone call today right during this. That would be exciting. Breaking news. My computer's ready. But um, I took a couple days off after uh, reaching 100. Um, but I decided to start miles per hour or 100 days 100 days yeah i I was i only got up to 95 miles per hour um (laughs) but i started brushing my teeth with my left hand just so i could get more coordination and uh i'll I'll give a shout out to uh one of our teammates kieran lum i i saw him maybe a couple weeks ago and he was the one that suggested suggested brushing my teeth with my left hand so kind of started doing that uh simple, simple club simple club. <laughs> um so yeah i've got kind of started doing that pretty good coordination already um i'm kind of surprised that i'm able to brush my teeth with such ferocity at this point only like five days into brushing with my left hand i bet you couldn't be able to do it but that's all right um but yeah i, mean, I you know it's kind of feeling good um I'll probably start making videos again, but it's raining super hard in North Van, like super hard, like probably harder than it's ever rained in uh, Chilliwack. So um, other than that, though, it's kind of, it's kind of been going well. I I know you've been watching a lot of basketball. You, you kind of are uh, in some gambling debt at this point with uh, some fellow, some fellow teammates. (laughs) Would you like to kind of talk yourself through this debt? Like maybe, I can be a counselor for you right now if you, if you I need have any help. been watching. I have been watching a lot of basketball, but doing a lot of other things. However, I've been watching a lot of basketball. This you can wake up in the morning and you can watch a game from 10 a.m. Pacific time all the way through till like 8:30. That's why the West Coast is by far the best place to watch sports. Yeah, like right now, it's pretty ideal. You can just tune into any game you want. So I was getting pretty into it. I thought I was. Wanted to up the ante a little bit, so I decided to to put a bet on the Pelicans Grizzlies game. 
little five dollar friendly bet. Grizzlies easy money. They lost. Lost five dollars. He didn't, and you didn't listen to my advice. I told you, JJ Redick announced his brand new podcast platform, so the Pelicans are going to win. And what do you know? They won, and you didn't listen to me. And so, of course, like any good degenerate, I had to chase my losses, <laughs> <laughs> try to win it back. So right away, send another message in the group chat. All right, who wants the next game? And then I ended up taking a bet on for uh, who was playing Spurs, who Spurs and who is your bet, not mine. I think, I think it was the Spurs and the 76ers were playing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, yeah. And I took a bet at Spurs plus 6.5. Now six and a half as they like to say. Yeah. So I must sheepishly admit, I didn't really understand what plus six and a half meant so when i took that bet i thought they were saying that the spurs were gonna win by six and a half or more points so i was like all right easy money this is never gonna happen so i locked in on this five dollar bet and then the game was like philly ended up winning by like two points so obviously i lost yeah shake shake milton saved them yeah, for anyone who knows how this works, obviously I lost. I didn't know how this worked. But I was watching the game and I thought, okay, easy money. Like I'm Philly was way out ahead. And then so anyways, ten dollars in the hole. I pay my debts though. I've been trying to line up some more bets for today, but yeah, I gotta I win it back. I haven't gone back into the, the gambling swing of things like early on in twenty twenty. I was kind of I was deep in it. Like I was uh talking to in the in the group chat about my huge Super Bowl, you know, I made, I made like 250 bucks on the Super Bowl because I, I bet on Patrick Mahomes with seven minutes left right before he made that big play to Tyreek Hill. And so I, uh, I won all that. And then I think my, my last known betting experience is when the Miami Heat let me down against the Sacramento Kings in maybe February. Um, I had a big parlay that I, I would have won a lot on and they lost. Um, Bam Adebayo let me down, so that was unfortunate. But yeah, I haven't gotten back into the betting swing of things. Um, but what I have been getting back into, I think I might just mess around and come ninth in the Olympics next year. Like, I'm doubling for days. I don't know. I know most of our audience probably isn't too knowledgeable about running. And if you're new, we we've got a we've got quite a few new subscribers. Uh, the concept of doubling is going to blow people's minds. Yeah, so don't know anything about running. If you if you don't know who we are, really, we're we are two track and field athletes in in university, and we are kind of in uh, what we call like a base phase right now, I would say. And in base phase, you run a lot of days. You run twice a day. So the past two days, I've run twice a day once in the morning and once in the afternoon but tanner hasn't done that because tanner doesn't double and he's a little lazy a little lazy yeah i have i have not doubled yet however what are we fourth day of the week here i've run 60k so far not a single double still more mileage than stefan has run yeah so um after my run this morning the super rainy run super massive elevation gain run um, super high altitude run. Uh, I'm sitting at 55 kilometers for the week. 
but I'm going for like another half an hour tonight. So that'll probably be another six kilometers. So I'll be like 61. So a little ahead of you. Just about one ahead of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're in the base phase though, like it's, it's actually pretty enjoyable compared to some of the other training. Like even if you have to double, because a lot of the times like you're doing just relatively easy pace runs and the workouts aren't too hard. Like when you get into the meat and potatoes of it and you're facing like three by 10 minute tempo or like two by 20 minute tempo and they're like 22 K workout days, that's brutal. And it's cold out and it's rainy out. That's when it's really hard. Yeah. Like uh, I'm not, I'm not having too bad of a time doubling. Like I, I have been smiling through it all. Like I can't believe this is my life. Shout out LeBron <laughs> and Will. <laughs> Thinking back to like where my fitness was at at the start of March, it's actually laughable, like how fit everyone was at the start of March when everything got canceled. Because I, I I can't imagine where I would have ended up if I like kept running. I was doing like 130 kilometers a week, and I could go out. <laughs> I I did 130 kilometers a week for like 10 weeks in a row. And then I could go out and I could run like 325, three minutes and 25 seconds per kilometer for 30 minutes. And it was like, it was nothing. Yeah. And now, if, now if I tried that, I'm like in the body bag. Well, the, remember uh, that one workout where we did 60 minutes at like 337 pace? Yeah. Yeah, just for fun. I went out there a couple of weeks later and did a half marathon in 74 minutes alone. <laughs> there was a gnarly picture to go along with that. <laughs> yeah, we should put that in here, actually. Yeah, that was disgusting. I was a full-on salt lick. We were doing, yeah, we were doing some nasty workouts. We did like 10 by 1K off one minute at three-minute kilometers, and it was like not that bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we get into sports or do you got or or you got oh i see a little okay, yeah. canoe story these, these can be some quick hits okay so update jake weston uh the guy who i had my infamous fishing trip with and the guy who's planting was and the guy who trees. is tree planting he's back so i saw him a little crazy i'll give more of an update in some future episodes maybe we'll have him on to hear some of his stories that would actually be pretty good oh that's a good idea but just one one quick story, I guess. So um, for those of you who don't know, I live at home. <laughs> I moved home when COVID got canceled. My parents live uh, on a lake. And so I was in my room. I was doing some work um, in my room on some other like business things. And I heard, heard this boat starting up. And like, that's pretty normal. There's guys water skiing all the time, guys and girls water skiing out there. And I hear all of a sudden I like look I see this boat it launches it's going there's a skier behind it and then I hear all this screaming and I hear this woman she's just screaming like ah, ah, ah. and then she says you hit me you hit me you hit me and I'm like what and then I look and this boat's turning around in circles to go pick up the water skier who fell but little does he know he has no idea he's just run over a woman in her canoe <laughs> Oh my so gosh. my dad and I, like we immediately run down to our canoe that's on the beach, uh, just in front of our house. And we paddle out to her. Cause this, this is like only 50 meters, like off the front of our house. 
And so we paddle out to her and we drag her canoe onto ours. And then this other guy in a paddleboard, he paddled out there and he dragged her onto her paddleboard, onto his paddleboard. And these people, this guy driving this boat, he just kept saying, oh, she's okay. Like, you're all right. You're all right. Like, no problem. She's okay. They didn't jump into the water to save her. They didn't do anything. She couldn't, she was in such shock that she couldn't even speak. She was just screaming. You know, the, like, the, the I, people, I'm just like a, the I'm people a that hero, so. The people that hit her were saying she's okay? Yeah. They were saying like, oh, she's fine. She's that's, okay. That's like the classic uh, when you go for a run and the dog is like, <laughs> and the owner's like, oh, it's, it's all right. It's all right. And meanwhile, the dogs bit your leg three times. <laughs> And so then, so we're paddling her back into shore. And as we're paddling her back into shore, the boat that just run her over, he leaves, he drives away. He just like pieces out, gets out of there. And so um, as we're paddling in, my mom calls the police and then we, we get to shore. And as we're waiting for the police to come, I guess before this guy started water skiing, he tied off the tube that he had on a buoy, like just in front of our house. So he comes back and we thought, okay, he's coming back. He's going to like talk to us, talk to the police, like just be like, oh, sorry, I had no idea. It was an accident. Like, I feel awful. Like, you think you would be in shock too if you just ran someone over. But no, this guy comes back, unties his tube. The kids in his boat hop in the tube and he leaves tubing. (laughs) And meanwhile, this woman, he just ran over is sitting on the shore. So then the police get there. And we get to hear a bit more about the story because we didn't actually see it happen. We just saw like the aftermath. And turns out that the guy didn't see her at all and only turned at the last second and ran over like the side of her canoe instead of running over her because the water skier fell. So he just happened to turn right before he was about to like totally run her over. And then she was showing the police she had like scrapes on her back from the boat. And the bottom of her boat was like, had some paint marks on it that were the color of the paint of the motorboat that ran her canoe over. Um, and yeah, the police were like shocked as we were telling the story and the guy was gone. He was nowhere to be found. He was like a total hit and run, like he ran someone over and left. Um, so thankfully, like a couple of people got some pictures of this guy's boat and almost like a couple of pictures of his face. And, uh, the police have now found him as of yesterday. This happened about a week ago, but as of yesterday, they found him. 67-year-old guy, and they ended up charging him. Good. Get him yeah. out of here. Get him right. Boat license gone. That was the thing. You didn't have one. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that jail time worthy? Yeah, I don't know. I should have... The dead giveaway that he was a bit of a deadbeat should have been the fact that like the teenage kids in his boat all had like fire truck red hair, dyed red hair, like dyed red hair, not like not like actual just red hair, but they dyed their hair red, like blood red. Uh, you got something against that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Baseball, MLB. So there's a lot a lot of stuff we can talk about. We're we're I think I think what our plan is is at the beginning of each week we're going to do a little weekly recap of what happened. So this episode will be a bit short on the baseball. Um so next Monday or Tuesday we'll probably do a little 
a bigger re, uh, bigger recap, like uh, a This Week in Baseball kind of thing, if you remember that show from back in the day. Um, but as we mentioned on our previous podcast, I gave Tanner the task of following Hobie Milner around. So I'm wondering, <laughs> do you have anything on Hobie Milner or, or would you like me to? Because... <laughs> I don't. Uh, you didn't. I, I. I mentioned it yesterday to you, and you were just. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. You get, st- you get started, and I'll fill in. Oh, you. I, I have some stuff. I have some. Stuff. No, you don't. You're yes, frantically typing right now. No, I'm Holy not. <laughs> All I right. Have some stuff. I'll. Uh, I mean, I kind of. I don't have a lot of stuff, but. Ah, so, so you weren't really looking either. I mean, because it wasn't my job, it was your job. <laughs> All right. So, first things first, he's 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he has height of 1.91 meters. <laughs> so, 79 kilograms. No, so obviously on July 24th, opening day, opening night for the. Uh, A's and Angels. He gave up that walk-off grand slam. <laughs> it's kind of funny on his baseball reference page, his ERA's infinity on the first day of the season. So that's <laughs> that's kind of funny. But hey, look at his next one, two, three, four, six outings. Hasn't given up a single run. Only one hit in three and a third innings. Go get him, Hobie. How a babe. Yeah, he's on fire. Except and then, uh, I don't know, he's, he's just a weird lefty. He's just a funky lefty. Like, if you go to his baseball savant numbers, um, what it's only has 2017 on this guy. No 2020 updated numbers. Anyways, his 2017, <laughs> this is, there's literally no reason for this. His fastball velocity, ninth percentile. His fastball spin rate, seventh percentile. His curveball spin rate, two percentile. And if you look at that, you're like, how's this guy in the major leagues? But that's what you get when you're funky left-handed. You're, um, that's when uh, your arm path, your, your, just, your motion just looks disgusting. Because the, pit, uh, the hitters that, are... Are you talking about you? Uh, no, I one of the nicest, smoothest, cleanest rotate uh, of all time. Um, when okay, I don't know anything about Holby Miller. So you just didn't even you didn't even accept the task I gave you last week. No, honestly, when you texted me last night about the Holby Miller stuff, I had no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> I actually I remember that I was supposed to look someone up. But I was too busy carrying uh, our little podcast is um, carrying the team for the basketball side of things. But, you know, that's not a big deal. All right, then. That's great. <laughs> um, some, other, some other nuggets. Pitchers are dominating right now. Like, hitters are, have been behind um, this entire season so far. And a foolish baseball um, who's a good YouTuber, had a, a good little nugget. So um, if you look at like adjusted stats, um, he, he made the example of Christian Yelich. So he had a 
1.100 OPS last year, and his OPS plus was 179. And if you look at Luis Roberts' 2020 OPS, it's it's 997, so over 100 points wow. less. But his OPS plus is higher at 182. So with that, you can see hitters as a whole are struggling compared to last year. And that kind of makes sense just because of the season. And it's, it's a lot easier to get in work as a pitcher, I would say, in the pandemic than be able to face live oh, pitching sure. and stuff. Yeah. How are these guys like you almost have to go through a period where you just sit there and even like watch balls come in? Oh, yeah. Like the, retrain your eye. Like they just wouldn't really have that good of an opportunity. Time, the time, timing's everything. Like yeah. one guy that's that has uh, been getting some criticism in Blue Jays land is Vladdy Jr. Ken Giles? No, Ken Giles is still on the shelf right now. <laughs> uh, he might be back soon, though. Uh, but yeah, Vladdy's not, hasn't been hitting too well. And here's a nugget from myself. You know, I was digging, digging stuff up. Um, let me find it. And uh, yeah, he's just, he just hits the ball into the ground so often. If you just hit the ball in the air every once in a while, he'd be one of the best hitters in baseball. So the nugget I have. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has eight batted balls with an exit velocity of 100 miles per hour this season, and his highest launch angle of those balls is three degrees. So he's just <laughs> just mashing them into the ground. It's like three degrees. <laughs> it's it's quite frustrating. Um, and obviously it's early, and uh, it maybe maybe it's a timing kind of thing, but. I just want – I want Vladdy to just hit a home run for me today, Vladdy. Nate Pearson's on the bump, which I'm excited about. Hit a home run for me, Vladdy. Um, but other than that, I know obviously Mike Trout has a kid, hits three home runs in his first two games back. Last night last night baseball was so fun. Like I, I had uh, Mike Trout um, – a B on on the right hands of the screen, and I had the ninth inning of the of the Padres Dodgers game, and it kind of happened simultaneously, where Chris Taylor made an awesome throw to get Trent Grisham out at home to seal the game, and Trout hit his second home run of the game. So late night baseball on the West Coast, a lot of fun. So like I said earlier, tough to be an East Coast guy. Sports are sports are better to watch on the West Coast, um, but. Other than that, Cleveland. Cleveland is a fascinating team, I guess. That's kind of like the last nugget I had. Um, their ERA plus right now, 205. And they're hitting opposite end of the spectrum. Where is it? They have a 56 OPS plus, which <laughs> is horrific. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see because obviously pitchers were ahead of hitters um, to start the season as um, hitters get more accustomed and their timing gets better in the coming weeks, how that affects teams. Like right now, the Houston Astros bullpen is just throwing out a bunch of rookies. Like there's, there's a, a pitcher for the – 
Astros right now, Navaldo Rodriguez, who pitched in single A last year. He had never pitched in double A, never pitched in triple A. His first time above single A is in the big leagues. So I'm interested to see how that pitching staff is going to handle haters starting to get more accustomed, starting to get uh, on better timing. So that's kind of, those are the little, little nuggets I had. Um, but like I said, we'll, we'll take a, a, a closer, a deep dive and I'll make sure um, Tanner does a little more research on Hobie Milner. Uh, but go ahead, give me a better player. You got to give me a more interesting player. It's, no, he's built for speed. He's not built for baseball. Yeah, he's kind of lanky. Um, win totals. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, as you know, we did a, a win totals draft, and I have not revealed the results yet to Tanner. So I'm going to do that now. So, would you like to hear... I'll, I'll give you your your win total first. I'm not going to do the side-by-side comparison. No, 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 no. No. I want to hear yours first and then I want the suspense. You okay, I'll I'll give you my number and you guess if you are over or okay, under. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So mine I'm sitting at 87. Are you over or under that? I'm definitely not over that. There's not a chance. You are correct about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're at 79. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so some uh That's some, not bad. That's way better than I thought it would be. Some points of uh some some issues you have. Obviously Cardinals for you was a was the ninth pick, but obviously they've been affected by COVID, so they don't have as many games as others. Um, That's not fair. I have the same issue for some teams as well, so why don't you just listen up? (laughs) Um, I mean, your Red Sox pick is horrendous. No, they're going to come around. No, they're not. The guys defend me in the comments. They're going to come around. No one is going to defend you. That pitching staff, <laughs> that's a triple A pitching staff. Um and then our both of our uh our last place teams, like our, our last two picks are kind of doing pretty well. Tigers yeah. five wins, <laughs> Orioles five wins. Yeah, that's that is actually pretty good. Some good value. And uh my last three picks have fifteen wins. And yours, you have Tigers at five, Giants at six, but the Royals at three. So that's kind of tough. Oh, and I have, I'm going to be honest, I had an absolute fantastic draft so far. Rockies, eight wins. And Rockies were my 23rd pick. Padres, seven wins, my 22nd pick. Oh, my goodness. That's good stuff right there. Just real good stuff. But do you have a, do you have anything to say uh, about this at all? Or are you just going to no. try and rally, rally the troops a bit? I will make I will make a comeback. Okay. We're slow we're slow and steady. We're more of the long game. We all like right. to really draw draw out the uh, enjoyment. 
All right. So should we, like I said, we'll, we'll do a, a bigger deep dive um, next week. I will give you a player at the end of this episode to look into, to follow his weekend. Um, but I'll reveal that at the very end. So would you like to, you've been watching a lot of NBA and you've been watching a lot of bubble action. You know, it's, it's not easy for me to, to, kind of make highlights and, and watch basketball at the same time. Like I got to kind of, so I've been keeping track. I've been able to watch a couple games, but you you're locked in. Uh, you're just locked in on uh, your boy, Devin Booker. And well, uh, <laughs> I hate Devin Booker. would you like to okay, let's guide, get into... guide us through, guide us through the bubble. What's popping in the yeah, bubble. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's get started on some more interesting NBA content here. So, we can fire it off with who's been hot so far. Like who's been really good. Who's burst in the bubble. <laughs> Number one, this exciting guy. Everyone thought he was going to be a bust. Could have gone either way. There's even some rumors that he didn't travel to the bubble. Michael Porter Jr. MPJ. He's finally been seeing some crunch time. He's playing in the big minutes. You got 37 against Oklahoma. This is a guy who people thought maybe wasn't even going to play. Multiple back surgeries. He then backed it up with 30 points again against the Spurs. His handles, a, his handles a lot tighter now. Yeah, he's so smooth. If you like, if you watched him in high school, his handle was kind of bad, honestly. Um, and obviously, he I think he played two games at Missouri because um, he was hurt. Uh, but yeah, yeah two not even really real games. Yeah, his handle his handle's a lot better now. Um, I mean, his his uh, statements about the coronavirus are a bit suspect, but well, uh, yeah, I we'll let that slide. This is about basketball. He, I he really was a steal at 14th overall because like I've, he very well could have been a bust. Didn't really play in college, but there was a time when people didn't play in college at all. And if you were just drafting off what he did as a high schooler, he was like an absolute all-star. And at 14th, like there's a really good chance, no matter who you draft at 14th, they're going to be a nobody uh, depending on how deep the draft is. So I think he was a really good pick for them, but there was a chance. Like I thought, okay, maybe like at the start here when he was coming into the league, I thought best case scenario he would be like a Doug McDermott, but obviously he's going to be way better than that. Yeah. He's better athlete. Yeah. All right. So moving on next, we have the streakiest guy. One of the streakiest guys in the NBA. He can lead your team in scoring one night and get zero points the next night. TJ Warren. (laughs) I've had him on my fantasy team like the last three years. He's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, He carries, he actually has carried your fantasy team a few times. I like him. Anyways, He drops a 50 point in the bubble, which is pretty huge. MVP of the bubble actually, right now. Yeah, the Pacers are actually doing so well. Just stupid. Without Sabonis. Yeah, without Sabonis. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say about it. I haven't really seen that many games. But, yeah, he's on fire. He's worth watching. That draft is inexcusable. <laughs> from yeah, I know. Phoenix, but... Phoenix is uh, Phoenix is doing all right right now, so they're doing we okay. We we'll get we'll get to them. We'll get to them. 
Okay, yeah, we can talk about them right now. Phoenix is, Phoenix is on fire because people thought that they were maybe going to go like two and six in the bubble. But when you really look at it, they, they kind of have the pieces there. Monty Williams, good coach, new coach. They obviously have Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre Jr., Pretty Boy Jr., and uh, DeAndre Ayton. Mikael so, Bridges is a good defender Bridges, too. Yeah. Cam Johnson. Yeah, their team's actually like pretty good. And they're one of the three only undefeated teams in the bubble. They've only played three games, but they're still undefeated. Devin Booker had like the ice cold Kobe Bryant-esque game. Against that shot was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally. That was, was. yeah. Was, that was that was like, that was just like Kobe. Like three yeah. guys around him, <laughs> still puts it up. How um, old is he? He's only like twenty three, right? Yeah, he's he's very young. Uh, of course, it was on Paul Paul George again. <laughs> just plays great defense, just like he, like he, that Dame shot was on Paul George. Now this one. Um, he actually does play good defense, though. He yeah, he's a great defender. Those There's were. Nothing- there's, There's nothing, nothing else you could have do. done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I think this is a I, – I hope the Suns are kind of coming into their own. Like, this is a good sign of what is to come. Like, obviously, I, I think they have to go 6-2 and two or around that um, to actually get into oh, I I just saw this the other night. Okay, so if the Grizzlies – we were going to talk about this a little later if on. The, if – if the Grizzlies, Grizzlies go, go 0, and 0 and 8, they have to go 6 and 2, I think. They have to go 6 and 2, but they've already won 3. Yeah. So there's like a good chance they could get there, but the problem with them is like if they go 6 and 2 and the Grizzlies lose all the games, that means Portland only has to win 4. Yeah. Phoenix has Phoenix has a lot to of win 4. So Phoenix has to also win 3 more games and, and some of those teams. other teams yeah. have to lose. Yeah. But, so I I I don't think they'll be in the playoffs, but I think it's a a good sign for what's yet to come. I, I think yeah. it kind of brings on the the bigger conversation of just letting players and teams, like young teams, just kind of grow into themselves. Like I know I, I joke around with Trey Young a lot, saying, "Oh, he's just a stat pattern and stuff," but he's also just fresh out of college still, and that team is super young, and you can't yeah. expect that team. Like I know B- Bill Simmons does this a lot, like. Uh, he kind of hates on Trey Young because his team doesn't win. But have you looked around uh, the other players on the team? Like yeah. same with Phoenix, have you looked at the roster? Um, so before this year, especially Phoenix was just horrible. Yeah, like, absolutely horrible. So I but. I think next year, like the the bubble is a a good um, um, pathway to what they can become in in the coming years, yeah. which is good. So speaking of the Grizzlies, you got to mention Grayson Allen, one of the more hated guys, but I think he's making a case to be more, what better liked. He's actually playing really, really well. He's had some career highs in the bubble. He's locked in. He's got at least 15 points in three straight games, six threes in a game. Like he's he's been pretty automatic and consistent from three point. Um, yesterday, I'm just looking here. He had 20 points and three re- rebounds against the Jazz but he went six for eight from three. Yeah. He's a stud. I pretty good. I, uh, back, back before I, I made, uh, made he baseball. Did a full four years at Duke too. Yeah. Well, he could have gone out after his freshman year, but, um, cause he had like a massive 
uh, Final Four. He's like the reason why they won the national championship in 2015. Um, so he could have, he could have come out after his freshman year, but he stayed and then he kind of had, uh, those anger issues and stuff like the tripping incidents, (laughs) which kind of had people questioning. So he ended up staying the four years, but I mean, he, he, he's always been like a, a good player. Like he, he's, he's a good athlete too. I think he, he was in the McDonald's all American dunk contest. Like yeah. he, he's he's a good athlete. He can shoot the ball. So I, I think he's going to be playing the league for a long time. I think one thing that's really good for him is that he's on Memphis and the guys are really young and they actually have good leadership, it appears, with John Moran and their team seems to like each other. So I think they keep him in check. And I, he seems to be like pretty well-liked amongst his own teams. Um, and he keep like so far he's been keeping his mouth quiet and kind of staying focused. None of that tripping stuff has come out, which may have been like a bit blown out of proportion. Um, He was getting frustrated and I mean, but who knows? There's a lot of pressure to play at Duke and like be, be a white guy at Duke. (laughs) Just, you know, like, like JJ Redick, he, he's been on, he's told stories about like, being on uh on the road at like wake forest and like five-year-olds are telling him to f off like (laughs) (laughs) like it it's really not it's not easy to play at 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 duke when everyone hates you um (laughs) so i think he's he that that process like probably was terrible for him at points but i think he's finally been able to mature a bit and he's kind of bounced around a bit so i think he kind of had to focus in and he, he, yeah I don't know, it looks like he's gonna have a pretty long career at this point yeah in a way this would have been a last chance but he's proving his way that he deserves another contract if not with memphis but somewhere else so we can we can skip over the nets beating the bucks that's just ridiculous bucks were resting some guys um and then last like last thing that's hot in the bubble is portland looks amazing they're super exciting to watch like they have their full team back and I think we were completely right and other people in saying that they very well could win at least one playoff series. Yeah. I, they kind of give me off uh, the vibes of like the, the we believe warriors when they took down Dallas, was it when they were in eight seed yeah. in like Oh seven, I think. Um, I, yeah, this team just can, can light you up from three and you know, I, I know you hate Zach Collins, but, uh, I, I like him a lot. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, if he can stay out of foul trouble, half the time he has six fouls in three minutes. But yeah. Um, <laughs> and Nurkic is playing super. I did not expect Nurkic to be playing this well, especially off of that injury. Um, yeah, he he looks like he didn't have that bad of an injury. Having them back has been huge yeah. because they have what's his name, the walking pylon, the other big guy, uh, Myers Leonard. <laughs> no, he's also a walking pylon. I mean the 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 big like uh rebounder. That like I think their experience really showed through when they played against the Rockets and the Rockets like didn't have a chance against all the big guys in Portland. They were penetrating the ball inside to Nurkic like over and over and over again and he was able to finish and then when they weren't doing that, they actually had guys draining threes. Like I think the one thing right now that could be an issue is gary trent jr and Mello are like 
hitting big shots. And I don't know how reliable that is going down the stretch. But they are playing really well, and they only have to win two more games if the Grizzlies go 0-8 to move into the 8 spot. So, did you just look up the roster? No, my key, my keyboard's not even working. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we don't lose this squad. Oh, you know who I haven't even really seen, though, is Anthony Simons. Yeah, is he even playing? I don't know. I don't think so. Not very much. I was talking about Hassan Whiteside, by the way. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, moving on now to the what's not been so hot in the bubble. There have definitely been some people who've gone cold. Like, personally, I think if I was in the bubble, I'd be locked in. I'd be, like, playing out of my mind. What else are you going to do? I don't know why some of these guys seem to have just fallen apart. Like, if you were in there, wouldn't you be playing way better? I don't know. It can be a tough experience for some people. No, I think if you're like a young single guy, there's no excuse. You have no distractions outside the bubble. Like there shouldn't, I, well, I guess like you never know what's going on, but. Yeah. Why don't you have some humanity? <laughs> so first we have another reason why the Grizzlies are probably going to go 0 and 8. Aside from the fact that John Morant's been like just terrible since he's come into the bubble, hasn't been hitting any of his shots. But Jaron Jackson Jr. has a torn meniscus, so he's out. And they need him, they needed him to play like really well to have a chance at winning some of these games because they, they've almost won a lot of their first four games, but they just couldn't close. So Grizzlies not been hot. I, other... I, I hope, yeah, I hope Jaron Jackson gets back. I, yeah. And I guess this will. Brandon Clark is going to have to step up now. I, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. And he has been playing. Big well. Jonas. Big Jonas. <laughs> he had he had a battle with Rudy Gobert. I I kind of miss Jonas Jonas on uh on the Raptors because without doubt every first possession they'd give him the ball in the post and he would just get just do his rolling and then the sky hook and it would miss every time (laughs) (laughs) so another thing that i think is worth mentioning we can ignore the last two things on here but the possibility of tampering going on in the bubble all these guys are hanging out with players on other teams everyone's mixing everyone's mingling i think we could see like some big moves and some big changes some new friendships some kind of the landscape being shifted what do you think yeah, I mean JJ Redick is going to use his podcast to uh to uh, get people to the Pelicans because he he just started that new network. He's going to start offering podcasts to different players. Yeah. Hey, if you come to the Pelicans, I'll 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 let you onto the network. <laughs> well, like Westbrook was seen on Thibault's, um YouTube channel in one of his videos. Yeah, he. I think he's. They he's, were hanging out. I think he's friends with Westbrook. He's friends with uh, Tobias Harris uh okay okay i i would not do i if russell westbrook ends up on philly that would be a disaster because literally no one can shoot vice is hilarious in those videos yeah he's good Um, philly needs to philly needs to blow it up they're not that's what that's what i I was gonna bring up um yeah i think brett brown's gonna get fired after this for sure (laughs) brett brown should get fired in the bubble (laughs) that would be devastating (laughs) Is getting fired in the bubble after you lose. Um, 
and Ben Simmons is out indefinitely. Yeah. So, I, I, I have not seen a game yet of them um, where Simmons is the power forward yet, but it doesn't seem like it was working fantastic yet. I, th- those two could be so good together. Um, I, I, this isn't like a, a great comparison, but re- when Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter Jr. were at Duke, they had such great chemistry um, down low, like a two-man two game down low where they, they, one of them would catch the ball at the free throw line. They could dish it out to uh, Grayson Allen at the three-point line or, or find uh, the other guy for like a lob. Ben Simmons and Marvin Bagley are kind of similar in that sense. Like obviously Ben Simmons is a better passer, but they can kind of – Ben Simmons pretty, and, and Marvin B? Bag, no, Mar, Marvin, oh, Marvin Bagley. Bagley. Okay, okay. I'm like kind of comparing them. Like, okay. They're they're similar in the sense that they can, they're athletic, they're agile, they can make passes. Um, obviously, Embiid's way more talented than Wendell Carter Jr. But I would I would like to see them have more of a two man game down low. But I mean that that team is just so dysfunctional at this point that I don't know if that's going yeah. to happen. I I don't know personally. I don't think they could ever win with Embiid and Simmons on the same team. It just doesn't work. They've tried. I think like Embiid can lead a team if you build it around him and you get some good, good guards and you space the floor. And then I think Simmons could maybe like lead a team to a win if you built a team around him like they have for Giannis. Uh, but uh, otherwise, like I just don't see it. They're still like, even in the bubble, they were still experimenting with different positions and different lineups. It's just not going to work. But, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, I guess we'll see how Embiid can do on his own here. Um, because yeah. I I don't know how they're gonna is is Horford going to start now? Or are they just gonna go big? I don't know what they're gonna do. So I guess it'll be interesting to see what Philly does. But I don't I don't see them going far at this point. Like I was high on them when uh, they announced Ben Simmons like position change, and I thought they could do some fun things with that. But obviously he's hurt now, and it didn't even seem to be working anyways in like whatever the three games that they tried it which obviously isn't a big sample size but i don't know i think they should just move on at least move on from brett brown (laughs) because yeah he's just hurt as of last night right yeah he he's yeah he's gone so yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if he returned because i didn't yesterday it didn't seem like it was too bad like he was walking under his own power and stuff no crutches or anything well i saw this morning there was a tweet that's saying he was out indefinitely yeah this morning okay well there's actually one that came out less than an hour ago saying he's out indefinitely with partial dislocation of his left kneecap yeah that was 50 that was 15 minutes ago so I, i feel like he's done but um okay for the exciting stuff we have our NBA win total so far for the remaining eight games uh, in the regular season. I know all you guys are probably thinking I'm running away with the win. I thought that as well. But unfortunately, Stefan's leading the way with 21 wins. His teams have 52 games remaining. I've only got 16 wins. And I have less games remaining, 50 games remaining. Uh, however, when we break it down, 
there were some very favorable picks that went Stefan's way that I don't think he would have expected even. Okay, Toronto. Okay, first off, he has all three of the teams who have gone undefeated so far. They've only played three games, but they've still gone, un- uh, still have gone undefeated. Toronto, good pick. That was a good pick. Probably could have guessed that they were going to go undefeated. Um, they're, they're pretty good. However, with his ninth out of 11 picks, he took the Pacers. Good pick. They're, th- they're 3-0. and I knew, you were, I knew they weren't high on your draft board, so I kind of let them slide so I could get other teams. With your second last pick, you took the Suns. Great pick. And the Suns could very well get six wins in the bubble. Yep. As if you knew that. So I've been a Devin Booker guy from day one. Talk to my friends from high school. They know that I was super high on Devin Booker when he was at Kentucky. He was, he was hidden behind Carl Anthony Towns. He was hidden behind Tyler Ulis. But I know, I know, he was always going to be Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. that big boy. It's easy to hide behind him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I want, yeah, especially if him and Lizzo got together, that would be like a mountain. So, <laughs> I'm taking that out. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. <laughs> I'll keep it in. So the other thing, the Nets actually aren't losing. You picked them. You said you didn't even want them. Actually, I should have taken them. Uh, out of I was about total. to say that. Did you include my yeah, Nets? I did because you said you didn't want them. I don't want them. The Nets have gotten you two wins. I still don't want them, and I'd still be ahead of you. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> when, <laughs> when you look at it, your team is like your, your team's extremely streaky. You've either got like, well, for the Grizzlies, you have zero wins, or you have a couple other one-team wins. Or you've gone undefeated. I'm like pretty even all across the board. So in the remaining games, there's a chance I catch up. But you've almost got lucky with some of your picks. Imagine if I lucky. Imagine if I I the only pick that had any luck involved, and this is bad luck, was the Grizzlies pick because I I did that out of spite because I know you wanted <laughs> them really badly, so I took them. So I shouldn't even have the Grizzlies. Yeah, and they're going to go 0-8. and 8. Yeah, and I'll still probably win without Brooklyn. <laughs> Chris Chioza. I've been getting destroyed by... I had a few picks that have not been good for me. The Kings, the Wizards, both no wins. And the Bucks and the... Pel- like, the, the Wizards lost to the Nets. And the Bucks and the Pelicans only have one win each. Pelicans, yeah, maybe a bad pick. I think the Pelicans Bucks. are... Pelicans will get some more. The Bucks should should have had more than one win, but yeah, yeah. All right, we got yeah. anything else, or is that good? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I wanted to mention also, kind of as a last thing here, what have you thought about uh, watching the NBA games? Has the experience been okay? Yeah, like like I said, I haven't been able to sit down and watch a full game, but I think it. I don't really – it's not that I don't miss fans. It just – it doesn't it, – it hasn't really affected it. I think I really it's been really good. Yeah. yeah. I think for basketball it's easier because the ball is never going in the air. Like they talked about that on the Simmons podcast, how in the sports where the ball goes in the air, like baseball or football, then you, you have to be in a stadium so you can see all the empty stands and stuff and all the empty seats. But in basketball you can really – you can make it more intimate 
and you can put stuff kind of around the edges of the court and it looks more normal. But one, one kind of question I had is what I didn't really understand is if these guys are in the bubble and they're taking like the test, they're getting tested every day, they're taking their temperature every day. Why are they sitting like spread apart on the bench? Why are they still social distancing? if Everyone's supposed to be safe. I don't know. I think they're just taking every precaution as possible. I don't know, like even like setting a good example for the public. Yeah. I kind of felt like that was maybe more of it because I wonder too, I was like, oh, well, why are some of these guys wearing masks? Yeah. Because uh, they're like in a game in the huddle and the guys on the bench, well, some of them will be wearing masks or the guys who aren't dressed. But then the, the players, none of them are obviously the guys who are actually on the court. So I kind of just thought the same as you. I was like, oh, it must just be more for setting an example. Yeah, probably. Because I, I think they have to wear masks at the hotel when they're out to their rooms. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I don't okay. know. I think that's, it's good. That's it. Okay. That's all we got for basketball. Talk all right. Again next week. So uh, is, it, is it bell lap time? Do we? There we go. <laughs> is that your protein cup too? <laughs> yeah, doesn't it look good? <laughs> Yeah, um, we don't, I don't really have much here. MLS report as usual. Um, the Timbers are in the finals again. I, the Portland Timbers are a dominant franchise, eh? Like, oh yeah, that's like they, that's like the sacred team of Portland. Are they more dominant than the the 1990 Chicago Bulls? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> And I think, uh, I think um, either Minnesota or Orlando is the next opponent in the finals. Okay. okay. So hometown team, apparent uh, potentially. Yeah. Orlando. So that that could be exciting. That would be exciting. It's not. They can't have a parade or anything. So, I mean, at least the the people of Orlando will have something to celebrate because um, their basketball team certainly ain't winning. Uh, uh, <laughs> Except that, they still will maybe will make the playoffs. Oh yeah, they they, they definitely will because the Glizzards aren't winning anything. <laughs> um, NHL, uh, I haven't been able to watch too much. Um, friend of the pod, Cole Adams, has kind of been keeping me up to date. Um, the Canucks uh, tied up the series. I had that yeah, game started on. on a slow start, but. Yeah, I had that game on in the background when I was editing. Uh, I think, do they play tonight again? I actually don't know. Who did they, they just, didn't they just beat Minnesota? Yeah, that, that's a series. So they, they're playing Minnesota in a five-game series. Yeah, yeah, I know. But in the last game, they, they beat them, what, 4-3? Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's then, kind of all I know for NHL. I've only really been watching this. The Rangers are out already. Oh. That's tough. Tough, tough to be a Rangers and a Mets fan. That's tough to be in New York in general. Yeah, I mean the Yankees are legit. Yankees yeah. are studs. Aaron Judge, oh my goodness, seven home runs already. He doesn't. He, he's he's gone for seventy three in a shortened season. <laughs> That's one thing. I think we're legitimately going to see. Barry, uh, a threat to Barry Bonds' record, home run record. 
like single season home run record because the way the balls are juiced are insane. And if Aaron judge is healthy for a whole season, I think he could potentially potentially break it. I'm not saying he will, but I think he could get over 60. Hopefully Mike Trout and him can have a big race, a little East coast, West coast, little Tupac biggie battle. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, do you have anything else or are we, are we done here? Nope. That's it. Let's wrap it up. Okay. So hit the lockers, hit the showers, hit the showers. Yeah. I, just, I have to go up for my second run. So I actually like, need to hit the shower cause it rained on me really hard here. It was like really pouring on my run. So I got super, I got super muddy. So yeah, I had to go like, I, wait, wait, I can't really hear you. The rain's pretty loud. Yeah. Like earlier, like earlier I was downstairs, like, drinking water because my basement was flooding oh you were drinking <laughs> uh i just went outside and like opened my mouth like this i, I almost drowned there's like so much rain falling so i mean i think a basement flooding is worse than just opening your mouth <laughs> i mean your head's so much right now <laughs> must be hard to have less mileage than me this week <laughs> <laughs> all right like I Talk said, next week. Oh, 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 he does. Yeah. See you next week.